Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of L E G I O N P O D C A S T. I am Murray, and this week I am an agent of scroll, scroll, scroll. I'm an agent of <laughs> Parawax. I am oh. painting a resin on white adornments. Xmas. <laughs> <laughs> I have been. Uh, the the Christmas art shows are sort of back on track, kind yeah. of limited, yeah. like COVID friendly and all that stuff. But they're they're kind yeah. of getting back on track. So I figured I should have some Christmas ornaments ready to go for those shows. Oh, nice. So yeah. so that means you have to make them. <laughs> oh right, there is that. Yes. <laughs> and I got to jump on the game. I actually like made some ornaments in. September-ish, oh, October-ish. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Because yeah. <laughs> well, people, people to... are moving into it sooner this this year, right? Well, like, for sure. Yeah. Just, just the for comfort For sure. But, uh, yeah, um, that's what I'm assuming, yeah. Yeah. I forgot to fire them, so they've been sitting in the basement just drying out. Uh-huh. And then, I mean, that's only the first part. <laughs> so then right. I had to, like, rush them into the kiln on. Sun no Saturday. I think I put them in on Saturday, but I fired them. You have to do like the bisque firing first, which just kind of dries them out enough to glaze them, and then you okay. do the glaze firing. But I hit the wrong button and I did the glaze firing first, which means they came out um harder, more vitrified, I guess, than they should be. So, so I don't know. So it's harder to like so. Does the other one make them like keep them more porous so that the yes like, yeah okay. after the bisque okay. firing they're okay. softer they're porous the glaze kind of adheres gets... to the pottery a whole lot better right um, so this will be a mystery I don't know how well the glaze will sit on it we'll see like the yeah. the ornaments are textured enough that I'm hoping even if the glaze just goes into the textured part and make anyway we'll see we'll see. But before I can glaze them, I have to, like, wax the butts so that I can dip them in the glaze. And then the bottoms won't be glazed and they won't stick to the kiln shelf. So tonight was waxing. Lots of waxing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my legs are so- smooth. The pottery is smooth. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> mm-hmm. Two for one. Absolutely. That's so awesome. <laughs> oh, too funny. Well, you know, it and it's. I, I, we were looking at uh, the stuff you posted the other day. Do, do you had a, Did you do one of the pottery shows this weekend or? I did. Yeah, it was in. Uh, actually, it was in Guelph. It was at yeah. uh, the golf club. I think. No, I know it was at the golf club. Um, the one down by the university, or? I don't know. It was on Victoria Road. I guess there's maybe two of them though. Oh yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I think I know what you mean. Cool. Yeah, 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 it's, it was uh, yeah. Well, we saw the um, the the setup, and both and, and Jan and I were both commenting. It's like just the um, you know how how neat it is the way you shake it up, right? And uh, and and it was it was like it just seemed like a, an even more advanced level of uh, um, like the the color schemes that were you that you were using. Yeah, um, there was a it was a different scheme this time. It was very yeah. cool. Very yeah, neat. I liked it. The firing turned out beautifully, so that was cool. <laughs> it's lovely when it works. 
Love it when a good plan comes together, right? Absolutely. Where's my cigar? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I'm finding as the weather gets a little chillier here. Ugh. Yeah. I'm still working on figuring out how to cover up that patio. Mainly, like I say, because I, I don't want to uh, put everything away. Yeah. I just don't want to have to play that part of that game of Tetris. Um, that, uh, that, that, you know, this leads to, 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 uh, to me being uh, a director of nesting. Um, you know, there are, there are more, more blankets, more, um, um, you know, thicker socks, all that stuff. But uh, yes, director of nesting. And now especially sure that inside needs guitars. It is time for me to do the, uh, the the deep cleaning on everything and start getting the little uh, on the acoustic guitars, getting the little humidifying things going because um, this weather is not good for it. And um, and of course, you know, with the, the 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 furnace being on more, all that kind of stuff. Um, I've got a, a weekend planned of uh, doing a lot of uh, a lot of restringing, a lot of polishing, a lot of uh, fingerboard oiling, and all that good stuff because maintenance is important. Who knew you had to do all that to guitars? Wow. You know what? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Many don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, I didn't for years. But, um, uh, you know, like, like uh, um, I can remember when I first started really getting into, like, just the, the you know, keeping them uh, clean, you know, just doing sort of regular maintenance, you know, uh, um, sand, sanding frets because they can get, um, that, you know, you're basically, uh, you know, scraping steel across them all the time. And so the, the, the frets can actually get, uh, get rough. And, um, so, uh, you know, you worry about cut, you know, you, 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 sometimes you can cut a finger on the damn things. And so, um, so, it, you know, it's just sort of the, the general maintenance. And, uh, and I had, um, and one of the guitars I was doing is we this was like around when Ella, when uh, Sarah was born. And I remember we were sitting downstairs and I'm and I'm cleaning this guitar and I take all the strings off and I'm, you know, degunging the fingerboard and everything and uh, sanding the frets. And uh, and um, and Jan's like, oh, I didn't know. I didn't know you did. You did that for these. And I'm like, well, I'm kind of just starting on it. And uh, and I said, in this guitar, you know, at the time I'd had I'd had like so this was um uh, seven years ago so i had had it for um you know 28 years and really never done much with it <laughs> so, so uh, what did you then there was a lot more to do it was um yeah you know it was uh it was messy so uh so now that's not that's rarely a problem and it's kind of a, a and i, I kind of do like a, a deep clean on, on as a seasonal thing just because i'm i'm you know putting humidify like little humidifying things in the uh in the acoustic guitars because they if they dry out they uh they it, they, they don't sound as good and uh so uh so so in doing that it's like well this is just a good time to clean everything so there you go so there we go all right. That's my well, jam. There you go. Cool. So I am Al Sedano, and this week, well, as Murray heard when we first started the call before we started recording, <laughs> we were talking for a minute or two, and then all of a sudden I realized, hey, I forgot to do something. I forgot to have something prepared. So this okay. week I am an agent of, whoops, well, hectic operations, opening panicking situation. Because I just I made that up about literally five minutes ago while we were talking. <laughs> That's awesome. 
Yes. The opening mm-hmm. show went silent, and Murray was just chit-chatting to himself. La, 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 Because I'm like, oh, I got to start thinking. Wait, what works? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I couldn't think of things that worked with crap, so whoops worked. Yeah, whoops is whoops. good, yeah. Yeah, we did the, uh, we, we, I was working on mine while while uh, Jan and I watched the first quarter of the, uh, of, of the Bears-Vikings game, and it was like, oh, shit, I got to have my acronym. <laughs> I thought about that when I got home, and then something was walking the dogs and completely got distracted. Totally. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. But it's cool. something. That's what counts. It is. It counts. It totally counts. And you get all your comics soon, so. Mm-hmm. That's true. Good but I did that last week, so. But yeah, all those comics, I'll be picking them up on Friday, and I'll have all of my comics. Yay! It'll be like Uncle Scrooge. Oh, uh, yeah, i literally be able to swim through them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like, yeah, from what he tells me of what I, what I have, it looks like my uh, 10 by 15 storage unit will be just big enough for them. <laughs> 10 by 15 by TARDIS. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a fantastic segue into this issue because as we learned from our friend David Spaforth, um the um artist uh, uh, who handles the flashback sequences in this issue uh is a Doctor Who uh artist. Oh. Among other things, as we learned last week, where, where we realized that he also did uh, uh, Road to Perdition. And, oh, that's uh, right, yeah. Somehow we buried, buried the lead on that. <laughs> um, hey, who knew? Right? One that became a really popular movie? Yeah. That, oh, yeah. That's yeah, it. yeah, exactly. You know, with two-time Oscar winner Tom Hanks and that other guy. Um, yeah. oh, it's uh, like- freaking Paul Newman. I mean, come on. Yeah. yeah, it's like saying Dave Cockrum. <laughs> yeah, he drew the Futurians. That's right. That's what he did. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, that guy. <laughs> exactly. I think he did other things. Did he do other things? I'm not sure. Yeah. One yeah. or two. Something or other. <laughs> anyway, so um, this, um, according to, and I mean, I'm sure if I looked closer, I would see. Oh, yeah, there it is. Um, RPR. So it is. Uh, uh, Richard Pierce Rayner also did the cover for this issue. And um, and there's also a little LK to the right of that. I think, yeah, oh, Laverne, of course, Laverne Kuzirsky, Kuzirsky. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, literally uh, above the T. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It says here um, on on, on uh, the Grand Comics database, which, while not a perfect substitute for uh, Comic Book DB, is as close as we've got for now. Yeah. Um, and uh, yes, it is. Uh, Richard Piers Rayner as RPR and Laverne Kinzerski as LK. Um, yeah, so um, so this issue uh, went on sale on November 29th, 1990. So nearly 30 years ago. Um, oh, wow, yeah. Yeah, uh, just a week shy of 30 years ago. Um, and um, which that's frightening. And uh, and so um, for some reason it wants me to download V one. I don't understand this. Um, All right, (laughs) get off those sites. Yeah, right. While we're recording. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, anyway, and uh, and so we'll get into who does what in on the inside of the book. Uh, but uh, but yeah, it's a great cover. I mean, it kind of looks, it kind of has a movie poster quality to it. Uh, yeah. Where we've got um, you know uh, uh, Vril Docs, um, you know, in a uh, in a in a scream, covering his uh, his ears. Uh, just really reacting to the pressure of everything. And then we see uh, behind that um, sort of all these like, ships and cities and, and it looks like the, uh, the Durlin being attacked by something. And um, yeah. And that background is amazingly intricate. It is. Oh, so yeah, yeah, detailed. Yeah. And this is why I was excited about this issue uh, because Richard Pierce Rayner, Rayner, you know, for the, more um the sparser uh quality he uses for um um road to perdition i mean it's still kind of detailed right but it's but but it's not as detailed as this um you know this is a a whole other level and uh yeah i mean i Definitely need to uh, to check out more of his work because it's this cover is stunning, and yes, it is the story you asked for. Whatever happened to the Durlin? And it is notable that this is the first issue of Legion ninety one. New year. That's right. The book enters uh-huh. its third smash year because, of course, it came out in November, but that means January cover date. So, so Legion ninety one is here. Um, and we open the book and we are greeted by the, um, by the front page of the Cairn Sentinel. Um, yeah. I'm sorry to tell you, Paul, she's dead. I uh, know. I, <laughs> it's comic books. Um, <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, L-E-G-I-O-N heroine dead. Larissa Maller murdered by mystery assassin. Shock and sadness were the twin reactions to today's announcement by Legion leader Vril Dox that his second-in-command, Larissa Mallor, is dead. Ms. Mallor, former, for one last time, <laughs> gentlemen, shadow champion of Talok 8, had been on a life support system for most of the previous day, having barely survived a horrendous attack by a mysterious superpowered assassin. Legion security uh, prevented Commander Docs from commenting further on the assailant, but of Ms. Mallor, he had this to say. Her loss is a triple tragedy to her people who lose a champion, again, in case we weren't aware, uh, to her (laughs) colleagues who lose a valued and trusted friend, and to the galaxy itself now deprived of a force for good and law. The funeral will be a private affair, floral tributes accepted. Uh, Continue. (laughs) Uh, page two, column one. Um, Talok 8, A Planet Mourns. Viewed from the lushness of Cairn's rolling green fields, Larissa Mallor's homeworld with its bleak mountains and windswept deserts is a truly alien place. But the emotions of its people are the same as our own. Shock, despair, disbelief. Despite the media clampdown imposed by Legion Commander Vril Dox, our reporter was allowed to speak with leaders of several Talok cities. But we don't get to see that. Um, and tributes pour in, according to pages eight and nine. Um, and here we are with um, all the folks gathered around Larissa's um, casket, which kind of looks like the glasses case that uh, Spock went in. Um, and we see Strata, Phase, the Bex, uh, Garve, uh, Telepath, 
Captain Comet. And in the background, <laughs> Lobo and Lady Quark. And of course, Vrildox um, um, putting himself front and center like he does. Yes. Uh, goodbye, Larissa, says Strata. You were an amazing woman. I speak for us all when I say how much you will be missed. Your life held a lot of pain wherever you are now. Please be happy. And uh, we see, we get sort of a, a headshot of each person on the next page um, and their thoughts as, as, they, uh, as they weep. And, um, and, you know, Strata's even got the waterworks going, thinking, you were the best person I've ever known. Oh, Larissa. And FaZe is, is, is uh, you know. Blubbering. Oh, yeah, mm. she's working the hanky. She's I always felt close to you, Larissa, as if we shared a special bond. <laughs> <laughs> well, in a thousand years, you will. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> um, and Beck, you know, is all like, um, you know, about to sing um, um, uh, Iran because um, <laughs> he is rocking the flock of seagulls cut here. Mm. Um, it says and he's thinking, I don't believe it. She can't be dead, not Larissa. And and Mary Jane's kind of giving him the side eye, say, thinking, poor Garen. He told me how close he and Larissa were after they tried to break from docks on Kalu. He's taking this so hard. Then we go to Lobo. Not surprisingly. Sheesh, <laughs> better not be any of this crap if I ever bite the big frag. Not that I ever will, of course. <laughs> and then uh, to Lady Quark who's thinking, she died as she lived, nobly and with dignity. No woman can do more. Why then do they grieve and not celebrate? Um, and, yeah. and, and Garve is thinking, she obviously meant a great deal to them. How, or no, sorry. You were an inspiration to us all, Ms. Mallor. The men and women of, of Legion will never forget you. And um, uh, Captain uh, Comet is thinking she obviously meant a great deal to them. How will Brill Docks run his team without her to intercede on their behalf? Speaking for all of the readers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and, uh, and I think he does a lot of that in this book when you get down to it. Um, and Telepath is thinking, I wonder what Docks is thinking. Not that I'd ever dare to find out. <laughs> and uh, Docks is silent i love lady quirks and it's like i just want someone to say to her so lady quirk how is your daughter doing yeah let's, let's see how you react now <laughs> yeah yeah right uh, yeah mm, um. and i never i can't believe i didn't think about the flock of seagulls thing with garen beck that, that's <laughs> and now because my brain does that association where you go from one thing to another associated with that now i'm picturing him as matthew perry when they would show the when flashbacks on Friends. <laughs> so now in my head, it's Matthew Perry's voice as Beck. And because of the situation with them, it's, I don't know her name, but whoever played Janice is Mary Jane. Oh. I be any more Garen Beck? <laughs> and she's just, oh, I, God. <laughs> That's um, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, and if anyone was going to be in a sitcom, it would be those two. Oh, 100%. Oh, yeah. The Becks? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they would be the spinoff, and then they don't get to come back. Um, That's right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Lobo could be the wacky neighbor. Yes. <laughs> oh, totally. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was fragging the... Uh, uh, 
yeah, that that's definitely how we're going. All right. Um, so uh, we get to the next page, and <clears throat> and uh, it, it is mostly silent. Um, Strata and uh, Garv lower the coffin into the ground, and then they <laughs> and then blast it to pieces. Use leaf blowers to uh, to put all the dirt back in, I guess. Yeah. Um, much more efficient. Yeah, it's not perfect. It's not perfect for sure. Um, <laughs> it's so weird. Um, and uh, then um, we then they everyone kind of sort sort of starts to uh, step back. And uh, meanwhile, Dox is looking at the uh, the headstone, which reads Larissa Malor. In case we weren't sure, champion <laughs> allocate. Founding member of WGION. <laughs> okay, so is that actually the final time that we'll see Champion of Talakate? I think Will it come up? I mean, I guess I it think comes up every time we see the... I'm <laughs> um, sure if dealing with the daughter, it's going to come up. Yeah. Um, so we, we see in the background uh, Strata and, um, and yeah, Garen and Faze uh, chatting and... Uh, Strata comes over and says, Vril, me and Faze in the Bex thought we'd be uh, go down to the canteen. Sort of have a toast to Larissa's memory, you know? Will you come? And he doesn't he doesn't uh, look back. He just says, no. So they go, and Strata says, come on, best if we leave him. And uh, Beck says, guilt, that's what's wrong with him. Could it be <laughs> any more his fault she's dead? <laughs> He made enemies of the computer tyrants. We never needed to go to Kolu. Could he have killed her anymore? <laughs> and um, and um, uh, to, to which uh, Mary Jane says, Oh my God. Garen, not now, please. And <laughs> says, uh, Some fragging party this is going to be. <laughs> and off they go. Um, and as he looks at the headstone, he thinks to himself, Star's body was destroyed. But I've little doubt the computer tyrants escaped. My father remains at large despite all my best efforts. I lost the Durlin, my only friend. And now I've lost you, Larissa. What's the point of going on? What am I going to do? And he, uh, you know, kneels down and he's hugging the, um, um, the headstone. And he says... Durlin, and he's thinking, Durlin, Durlin, where are you now that I need you more than ever? And the yeah, captain says, where indeed? Yeah, he's, doing, bill, bill. he's doing the, what is, it, what is that cover? Daredevil 190 or 191 where he's it like. Totally is. Yeah, the Electra. Um, yes. Tombstone. Yeah. yeah. And we see the Durlin in a mostly empty room sitting at a table with um, a, a soda bottle, it looks like. Um Writing in, writing in his journal. Sometimes it seems my entire life has been no more than a journey from one prison to another. Sometimes my captivity was imposed upon me. Sometimes the bars have been of my own making. But at last, I think, it's over. And he takes a drink um, out of one of his weird mouth tentacles. Um, and <laughs> as, uh, today, I'm throwing off my shackles. Breaking out. Today, I exercise all my ghosts. Today, 
A thousand years late, my debt to Vrildox will finally be paid. And we go to Durla, Homeworld. Your terrible nuclear scarred birthday was our beauty was my first. <laughs> oh my. Beauty was my first jail. <laughs> that would have been a birthday all right. Yeah, that's a hell of a birthday. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's a hell of a destination uh, um, yeah. birthday party. Um, the aftermath of Holocaust produced severe mutation. Our tribe survived by developing the ability to change our shape and structure in response to any threat. It was a talent that should have liberated us, given us free run of uh, of endless space, but instead. It drew us in on ourselves, shut us off from all alien contact. Outsiders hated us, feared our ability to uh, seem what we were not. And in turn, we learned to mistrust and despise them. Driven by the conviction that there must be more to life, I was the first of my tribe in living memory to leave the world of his birth. I did not cry. And we see... um, yeah, we see all kinds of shape changing going on, different uh, sorts of things. And he yeah, says, I did I... not know that all too soon I would be crying to return. My first hey. leap for freedom had brought me to a ship of death. But, it, but my choice was made, and the crew's mortality was not my problem. Learning how to pilot the ship was. The craft's computer responded to my voice, and then, then the Voxynth outlet talked back to me. And I was congratulating myself on how easy it was to master when we hit the meteor storm and we get a warning we get the ship there and it's a uh, warning starboard shields breached main thrusters incapacitated nav guides down backup power at 30 percent and falling and uh they we get and then we uh get like asteroids hitting the ship and it's it, it looks it looks bad yeah. um the title i derlin uh from writer alan grant uh jim fern did the present day sequences from page one to five and then 36 to 40 and um, Richard Pierce Rayner uh, does um, uh, pages. The bulk of it, yeah. Five. Yeah, most of it. Yeah. Uh, and all of this seems to be under the uh, brush of Kim DeMalder um, uh, with colorist Laverne Kinzierski, letterer Gaspar. <laughs> Gaspar. And of course, the editor, Mighty Art Young. All That's right. a cool title, Iderlin, because it. It um, it like references iRobot. It does, yeah, yeah. Which I was thinking was like the Asimov book. Um, which I mean, it could be, but it could also it it could all like that title was I guess taken from an earlier story called iRobot, which was a short story written yeah. by Otto and his brother, I think Earl Binder. Wow. Isn't that cool? So they wrote like a short story called iRobot, which was about like a little robot that um, eventually the robot is writing a journal um, where he confesses to, um, I'm trying to remember, he doesn't, the robot doesn't kill his his owner, his creator. I think his Mm. creator dies, but the public believes that he was killed by the robot. So the robot's writing out this confession, explaining that I didn't really do it, but prejudice, blah, blah, blah. So he's just writing out what happened. 
before he decides to turn off his button or whatever. But that's amazing. I mean, just that, that, you know, uh, there's the obvious. um, um, I, robot, Asimov connection. Well, there, there, there is absolutely, and uh, and so there's the obvious, like yes, we're trying to make this, you know, the, to show sort of the uh, the you know hardcore sci-fi ethic of all this uh-huh, kind of uh-huh. of all this work, right? But that the that um, that the short story by Iando, which is the name that they used uh, yeah. back in 1939, was freaking Otto Binder. Like, I know that's so cool. Yeah. And that was uh, published in Amazing Stories, um, but yeah, Earl and Otto Bender. Like, how cool is that? That's uh, that's uh, that's such a neat little detail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I Very didn't know cool. there was a second iRobot. Let's look for that. Yeah. yeah. I think I read it like a hundred million years ago. I remember reading like the Asimov stuff a hundred years ago, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like at some point I read the earlier version. Yeah. Oh, this is really cool. Yeah. So, yeah, January of 1939. So, a long damn time ago, folks. Like, we're yes. talking, uh, you know, 80 years ago. Oof. Yeah. 81 years ago. Um, uh-huh. Anyway, um, so he's talking to the computer. He says, computer, I'm going for emergency landing. Try to establish communications with that planet below and give me the file readout. No, no communication system down. Electronics affected planet Kalu, technologically advanced, ruled by machine intelligence. Computer tyrants, visitors not welcome. And uh, alternatives? None. No other world in range. Then hold on to your circuits. We're going down. Kolu. I'd never even heard of the place. How many times since then have I wished that that was still true? <laughs> Stricken vessel has entered atmosphere. No comlink. Defense missiles. Move, move to ready. Analyzing. And uh, analyzing. Private craft. Solo pilot. No weaponry. Bioscan indicates one life form. Identifying. Life form. Durlin. Possesses ability to warp physical form. N- normally xenophobic. Not given to leaving homeworld. Hmm, a valuable specimen. Craft direct trajectory, overshooting city, missiles, stand down, dispatch drones for recovery, dispatching, estimated survival rating, other species, zero, Derlin, 50%. (laughs) And, wow, the backgrounds he's doing here of the cities flying over and crashing into. Yes, it's amazing. Super detailed. Uh, this 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 city, and yes, on that previous page, like the yeah, the amount of detail. Um, you know, even if even if they're shooting at like, um, you know, what's the uh, you know the standard sort of page page zoom like that is, yeah, just a, an incredible amount of work. It's 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 really stunning. Um, uh, anyway, ship uh, ship uh, crashes and there is fire. All that kaboom, stuff. Little, kaboom, kaboom, kaboom. Yeah, little drones come to take a look. Um, and, uh, and he, and he writes in his, in his journal, I warped into an Aurelian borel moments before grounding. <laughs> the spherical high pressure body absorbed most of the impact. Even so it hurt. And, um, he looks and says, Oh, uh, take me to your leader. And the Jones does not compute, not guest prisoner delivered to alien holding unit 17 notify. 
Warning, warning. Prisoner transforming, and he changes into a big um, a big bird of some sort. Um, shoot to stun. Kill only if necessary. So these computer tyrants wanted me alive. Judging by what the drone had said, it wasn't for afternoon coffee and pleasant conversation. <laughs> I'd better put some distance between us, see if I can figure out my next move. Uh-oh. And he gets zapped, and we see feathers flying. Unfortunately, my next move was straight down. Welcome to Kolu. Do Go straight to jail. Do not collect 200 galactic financial units. Prepare to meet your torturer. I love that little bit with that last panel on the top with the feathers falling into the other panel below. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's just yeah, it's really neat. Um, you fool. Can't you be trusted to do anything correctly? Must I do it all on my own? But father... Uh, says uh, says Vrildox, you did not say I was responsible for the heat generators. Stand aside before we pay for your carelessness with our lives, says, uh, says you know, Daddy Docs. Um, <laughs> Vrildox Jr., you do not deserve the name. But that's not fair. I assumed, then let that, let that be a lesson to you. Never rely on assumptions. Vrildox Sr., your presence is required in the alien holding units. Very well, masters. I am on my way. He looks back at the boy and says, you are not fit to be left to your own devices. Follow me. And he thinks, you may be my father, but I hate you. I hate you. And we switch over and we see the alien holding units, which include um, like a this big brawny dude, bald dude with uh, um, f- uh, two pairs of arms. Um Yes, the alien holding unit, such a functional term, so typical of the computer tyrants. A thousand aliens rotted there, some shipwrecked like me, others bought from private slavers, or or pirate slavers, or captured by robot drones on specimen expeditions. A thousand aliens, and every one of them a prisoner. And uh, and we see someone reaching out reaching out to uh, to Doc Senior, excusing me, Great Green Sir. That mistake has surely been made. Was vacationing only, and um, he, uh, you know, goes at him with a cattle prod just to keep him away. Um, and then another one says, "Please, sir, young sir, please." And uh, and Vril Junior is looking back because, as we know, he's very sensitive. He's a sensitive yeah. soul. That one yeah. is. Yeah. yeah. He says many of them are intelligent, yet we te- treat them like beasts. Why, father? And uh, Vril Senior, C- oh, I'm just going to call him Brainiac just to make it simpler. Yeah. Um, obviously. Um, because compared to us, they are beasts. And he says, oh, of course. I remember my first meeting with Vril Dox. My heart leapt when I saw him and his father. Organic beings? Surely they would intercede with these cold metal tyrants. Moons of Durla, I am so pleased to see you, he says. And um, my ship was holed by a meteor. I had to crash land nearby. You can check my story. Brainiac says, take a good look, boy. A Durlin off Durla is a rare sight indeed. Shape changers do not usually... Excuse me, sir, but I'm a civilized being. I demand the rights of any normal... You are on Kolu now, Durlin. You have no rights. You are merely a source of data. You will be scanned, analyzed, tested mentally and physically. Your intelligence, skills, and transformational powers will be measured and recorded. Then, when we've learned all there is to know... You will be humanely executed and your body dissected. Now, if you'll drink the contents of the beaker, we can begin. Um, and uh, surprisingly, the drone says, no, I appeal to you as a fellow being. I'll be damned if I'll pay, play along with the stooges of soulless machines. 
your mistake, Durlin, but I think you'll find you'll be damned if you don't. He presses a button, and, uh, and that causes some troubles. Um, and it turns out it is an ultraviolet neuroray, which works directly on the nerve endings. Now, if you'll drink the contents of the beaker, and so he does, and, uh, and Brainiac says, excellent. Uh, and he's sick, and he says, in the basin provided, please. And, um, and so he says, vomit in the basin, urinate in the receptacle, sweat in the test tube. What? Bleed on command, yes. Um, <laughs> for long days, I was a lab animal, trained by fear of UVN pain, uh, jumping every time Doc Sr. whistled, praying to gods I'd never thought of since childhood to just get me out of there before I cracked. But the computer tyrants were the gods on Kolu and Vrildok Sr., their willing tool. Now, warp into the crystalline, destruct, uh, crystalline structure of a dryad and slowly, mind you, or you'll regret it. As the docs has watched me and we see him kind of change into basically something that looks like Strata. He says, he, he writes, I watched them. Impressive. A mutation that affects every cell in the body and seemingly despite defies the known laws of Fumerian type topography. Quick, boy, what's the maximum Z-curve reading? And I quickly saw that things were less than perfect between father and son. Er, I, I'm sorry, father, I missed it. Moron! I regret the days the masters permitted me to create you. You're a halfwit, an imbecile. You're no son of mine. Scant comfort, but I wasn't the only one being tortured. In a way, the nights were the worst. They left me alone uh, alone then, throbbing from their injections and incisions, alone with the tired shuffle of ever-pacing feet, the low moans of beings in despair, the soft sobs of the innocent unjustly condemned. And then we see uh, green hands deactivate the button, and he goes in and says, Derlin, wake up. You're leaving. And no tricks, or you'll die a whole lot faster than my father would like. Um, and it is uh, it is Vril Docs Jr. Uh, getting him out. He, uh, the Derlin writes, I knew this wasn't just another test of my ingenuity or whatever. Away from his father's acid tongue, his constant humiliations, Vril Docs was a different person. <laughs> mm. um, and so he passes him a gun. He says, this scrambler jams all their monitors, but only at short range. Stay close. Poised, totally self-confident, absolutely sure of what he was doing. And he says, wait, I have to make this look good. And cruelly unconcerned as to who would pay for his actions. Um, and we get the end. Uh, and basically, yeah, it looks like he's letting everybody out. Um, and uh, we see the drone saying, subdue all escapees, kill if required. And, um, and the Derlin writes, together, protected by a scrambler, we made our escape. That's kind of an echo of uh, Invasion. How they escaped from the uh, Starlag. Yeah, exactly. For sure. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And I think we're going to learn how they how they got in, too. Um, yeah. yeah, so the agonized screams of UVN victims ringing in my ears, my olfactory apertures filled with the stench of, char of charring flesh. And uh, we see, you know, all of the prisoners are trying to do what they can to uh, take out the drones. Um, dude with the four arms uh, gets zapped um, and, well, you know, hold, as uh, the drone's fond of saying. Um, excusing me, not escaping. Uh, we see the reflection of uh, the guy who was bugging Do um, Brainiac. Um, he says, excuse me, not escaping. I merely wish to make an appealing to, to govern... 
and uh, and he gets blo- his head blown off. Um, my brain sickened, reeling, wondering how my life could possibly justify their suffering. And um, we see um, recaptured, undamaged, recaptured, damaged, no longer functioning, at large, one identifying ID, the Durlin. All unit alert, Durlin at large, find and exterminate. Um, <laughs> And, uh, and and Doc says, every drone in the city will be after you, but don't worry. You'll be safe here. I've reprogrammed the room monitors not to pick you up on, audi- on visual or audio. As far as the tyrants know, I'm alone as usual. 10% dead? What does that matter to you? You're alive, aren't you? And the Durlin says, but I don't want others to suffer on my account. Surely you understand that for Durla's sake. And Doc says, don't be stupid. Their lives mean nothing any more than yours does. There's only one reason you're here. Because it will earn my father his master's disapproval. Um, uh, Vril, and then uh, they get a thing. Vril Doc Sr. approaches. Quick, warp yourself into something. Wh- what? <laughs> and uh, Brainiac comes in. And there's um, uh, Doc's reading a book. And he says, you, what do you know of this farce in the alien unit? says, no more than I have seen on the view screen. What would you expect me to know? And he whacks the book out of his hand. Do not be impertinent and look at me when I talk to you. Someone jammed that control console and I intend to find out who. Doc says, don't look at me. Perhaps it was the Durlin himself. Perhaps he warped into a microscopic speck and slipped through the force field. We never did find out the full extent of his powers. And now that you've let him escape, I don't suppose we ever will. Why, you young (laughs) upstart, I'll... Real Doc, says the computer tyrants, we require an explanation in the main chamber now. And um, and Real Senior, Brainiac, uh, heads out. And we see the Durlin had, had, was actually the book. And um, Doc says, make yourself at home, Durlin. You may be here a while. Mm. May be here a while. Mm-hmm. Yes, I was to be there a while, Real Docs, a long while. A ten-year while. I had exchanged one cage for another, one uh, sadistic jail, jailer for one who was not much better. And uh, and he comes in, Dur- and Docs comes in, Durlin? And he says, no, that's not fair. His father was a sadist, a cruel man who sided with machines against his own people. And, sorry, hang on a second here. Sorry, it's crunching away. All right, here we go. Um, and um, uh, he says, a cool man who sided with machines against his own people and uh, was never happier than when humiliating his own son. But Vril Jr. was just a child. And he says, did you manage to get me any food? And Doc says, oh, I may have. And then again, I may not. Please, Vril Docs, I haven't eaten for four days. Vril Docs, but that's not what I've taught you. Try again, and I'll see what I can do. No, I won't say it. I'll starve before I do. As you please. Want to come out for a stroll with me? It'll be faster that way, unless they take you alive, of course. And the Durlin clenches his fist and says, Damn you, damn you, damn you! Um, and he, and uh, he, he writes, One braver than I would have lasted longer. Perhaps never have given in. I stuck it out for ten endless days. Look. A whole tube of nutritious alpha paste. Wouldn't you like someone? Mm, and he, and he, and he that's writes, like delicious. I, I just didn't want to die. 
do you have any food for me, please, master? There, that wasn't so hard, now was it? You shall have your reward. So lest we be too impressed with, uh, um, you know, Doc's uh, taking care of the Durlin. Let's be real. Um, um, all you can eat. Isn't it good to be alive? And it didn't really cost very much, did it? And um, and then we, we see the uh, uh, Durlin standing over a sleeping Doc's ten lousy years. Sometimes I hated him so much I could have ripped him from limb to limb, regardless of what happened to me. And uh, we see him yeah, as as Doc sleeps. Looks like he's getting ready to do just that. Yeah. <laughs> Says, but something always held me back. What? Perhaps the fact that he trusted me not to, like a child who can torture and torment precisely because he knows that he's safe. And Vril was just a child, born full-grown, but with a mind as blank as any baby's. Oh, they crammed it with data and deduction and logic, but they never gave it any love. I was his pet and he was my master. That's the way it was. Not his fault any more than it was mine. And then there were good times. I sat at his knee and told tales of the worlds beyond our Kaluan cell, of other people uh, with other customs, other habits, who demanded the right to live as they chose and not, be, uh, and not as some mechanical master ordered. And Vril listened, and he learned. Yeah, I mean, as, as bad as he is, because obviously he is not, I mean, making him starve for 10 days, there is, I mean, there is something in Vril that's good, because, I mean... You could even see what he's asking his father, like, why are we doing this to them? Yeah, I mean, that the, the thing to remember is, like he says, he was a blank slate, and that's what he was raised into. So yeah, and he doesn't raised know by... that it can be anything different, right? Yeah, it's like the cycle of abuse thing. He's being abused by his father. Yes. And even though he's trying to be different, he really doesn't know how to do it differently other than abusively, even if he's trying to do have a good, have a good yeah. effect, like with because, Legion. Yeah, because his only, um, you know, his only... Models of behavior are um, Brainiac and the computer tyrants. And, you know, okay. now he's seeing the Durlin, and that's giving something some different perspective. Yeah, for he says, I, I, oh, sorry. sorry. No, go ahead. No, I was going to say, for characters from this time, he's as abused as, like, a child or infant, almost as much, maybe not that much, but, like, almost on a par with Crazy Jane from Doom Patrol. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're like, you no, know, most of the characters don't go through this, you know, that kind of torture. Absolutely. That um, time. And so he says, how do we prepare the ground for a debate by engaging in physical comment, uh, by in physical combat? I taught him the martial arts I'd learned in the brief days of my freedom. Uh, he learned well, and he always seemed, you know, and if he always seemed to win, well, what dog ever beat his master? Vril Dox Jr. is in his quarters. He does not yet know of his father's fate. Hmm. Strange. Where has he learned these techniques? From one of his books, no doubt. It is unimportant. With his father gone, he too may pose a threat. Send in the drones. This is, of course, the uh, uh, computer tyrants. Mm -hmm. uh, the tyrants had allowed Doc Sr. Um, his one permitted mistake with my escape. They did not break the news gently. Vrildox Jr., your father has failed us and consequently been executed. With his passing, your privileged position here is at an end. You will be brainwashed and sent to join the common people. He's going to do what common people do because he wants to live like common people. 
you know, common people <laughs> like you. Um, uh, it says, for the second 10 days in my life, I went hungry, but my pain paled uh, into nothing compared with with his. And um, we see Doc's getting, uh, getting tortured um, in his uh, father's stead. Um, and he says, when they eventually brought him back, I feared it was as a corpse, and my heart was a stone in my chest. Vril? Vril Docs? Durlin? They hurt me, Durlin. And um, and uh, he hugs him. He says, no, hey, ho- hold me. Please make the pain go away. And uh, so, yes, it's been it's been bad. Um, their brainwashing had failed, but they were not through with him yet. Vril Docs Jr., in view of your inability to conform to the Koloan norm, you will be handed over to the Alliance. You have one hour. Make ready. His father was gone. His original reason for freeing me had long since been forgotten. And the fact was, I was no longer needed. What what will happen to me, Vril? He says, and Doc says, happen to you? What what should I care what happens to you? <laughs> but without you to feed me, I'll waste away in this hellhole. We're friends, Vril. Vril, you can't just desert me. Can I not? And what will you do for me that will make it worth my while to take you? I, I couldn't believe it. It was like a flashback to the Vril Docs I first met ten years before. Despite everything we'd been through, every bond we'd forged, at center he was still the same cruel child who knew only how to take, never how to give. I promised to do whatever he wanted, protect him, teach him, be his friend, be his slave. The funny thing was, he didn't need to force me. I'd have done whatever he wanted me to anyway. He let me sweat till the very last moment. And he says, all right. You can come. But how? No matter how small a life form I warp into, the tyrant's bioscanners will spot me. They'll never let me leave here alive. And he says, perhaps there is a way. Um, and the, the alliance uh, came and Vril, Jr. Uh, Vril Docs Jr. went, and I went with him. And I echoed his final vow with every fiber of my being. One day, I'll return to Kolu. I'll be back, and so help me. The tyrants will suffer. Oh, yeah. And um, and he says, and yet another prison featured in my life, the Alliance Starlag, which we all remember from the beginning of all this. Um, and uh, and so we see him uh, over the sink, uh, throwing up. You know, he basically you know does the old uh, finger down the throat thing, and he throws up in the sink. And there's looks like a little snake of some sort, like a little <laughs> Durlin tentacle. And there's the Durlin. Welcome back. <laughs> yeah. Fun. For the. Yeah, and then we see some of the scenes that we saw in the in the invasion storyline, uh, and he says, for the first time, prison felt different. Oh, the brutality was the same, the rigidity, the humili- humiliating rules. But there was, but there was here, there was a sense of hope. Vril hadn't come to Starlight to stay, and I had every confidence he'd get us out. And of course he did. While the inmates battled with the guards, uh, Dox's little a special little party made its exit. Strata the Dryad, Larissa Mallor, Stealth, Whining Garen Beck. <laughs> I often think of them. Bonds were being forged there, too, before. Look at that picture. He would have done an amazing oh, yeah. region. Yeah. yeah, it is pretty stunning, the, uh, these, the face shots of, the, uh, of mm-hmm. that. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's beautiful. It says, before it all went wrong and it was time for me to move to my next jail, uh, our time together was glorious, but gloriously brief. 
He took us back to Kolu, used us to smash the tyrant's grip forever. A worthy achievement, even if his devious methods brought bitterness and hate. Our future was bright. Legion, Doc's dream, for order in a lawless galaxy was founded. We were going places fast. And then uh, we see that the familiar scene as uh, he comes through the thing and, uh, um, and there's there's back and he says, and the Derlin says, excuse me, if you're not busy, I'd like to consult with your wife on the Lobo problem. Why are you asking me? And he says, I disappeared. And we see Faye's kind of um, in this little sort of morass of uh, of interdimensional. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't realize that the first time I read this, but yeah, Isn't there she is. Neat? Yeah, it's really neat. Um, Vril must have gone crazy. He'd no way of even beginning to guess what had happened. He was bound to think I'd run out on him. And I owed him my life several times over. That was a debt still only part paid. He'd have hated me for that. This bastard. <laughs> bastard bastard sometimes i'd like to think he'd have missed me too and uh, we see he's you know demolished a lab um and he says i found myself here in the 30th century i don't know how some kind of space time anomalies my best guess ironic though um we see people kind of pushing him around get out of here you dirty shape change and freak a thousand years on and the galaxy still hates darlings Ooh. I just realized what they slipped in there. Maybe, well, maybe because they're not the Legion of Superheroes book. They were being yelled at by the Superman office. The, the guy who's saying that, the get out of here, look at the yeah. statue behind him. Yeah, yeah. It's Superman. Oh, look at that. Bearing I the mean, world on his shoulders. Because, I mean, yeah, you could say, it's well, maybe it's Valor, but look at the belt. That's Superman. Yeah, That's yeah. not Valor. Yeah. And who's, who's on the other side then? Like, there's it, another dude, like... Superman's holding up the globe on his shoulders. On the other side, there's another statue. It's a little too like. Is that just a tell. generic Atlas holding I mean, his shoulder? Yeah, the, maybe, or maybe we yes. can assume it's Valor. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, I don't know if it was intended to be, but you can always kind of retcon yeah. it to be Valor because why not? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, he says, "A thousand years on, and the galaxy still hates Derlins. This time, I'd had enough." I wasn't going back to live in any jail. I asked myself what real docs would do, and I did it. I assumed the form of the dominant species. I joined the throng, and I did what any man just out of prison would do. I hustled for some money. And we see him writing in the uh, in the journal with his drink, and uh, he's and he writes, and I was good at it, very good. In fact, barring only a few, I'm the richest man in the galaxy. I run my own empire. I have everything a man, a being, could want. And uh, now he's closed the journal and uh, and he's and uh, holds up his bottle and he says, Yet despite it all, I'm still in prison. I can't escape the bars of the debt I, want, I owe and never repaid. But at last, I think it's over. Today, I'm throwing off my shackles, breaking out. Today, I exorcise all my ghosts. And he drinks, he, he puts a toast. He says, to you, Vril Docs, and other absent friends. Today, a thousand years on, my debt will finally be paid. Legion was a beautiful dream that became much-needed reality. But it's long, dead, and gone. And he shifts, and he, we see a, a Caucasian man's hand. And he says, I think Vril Docs would like it if he knew that today, in an old friend's honor, 
R.J. Brand is going to start a legion of his own. And um, and there we see yeah, he's written the book, and it's R.J. Brand for my eyes only, and it is definitely R.J. And it's totally. a, yeah, and there's a caption that says, this one's for Art Young, for putting up with me and for infinite patience above and beyond the call of duty. RPR 930 <laughs> or 731.90, July 31st, 1990. I wonder so if that I wonder, means it took time to do. <laughs> yeah, like I yeah. wonder if it was supposed to come out closer to when the Legion the was retelling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, well, or even like when the oh, Legion was just, retelling their origin, right? To so kind this, of come out at the same time because we, we saw that bit where they're giving him grief and that was kind of um, echoed in that Legion origin. Yeah, because this is... This is coming out around the same time as Legion 14. Yeah. So it's about six months out from whenever they were doing, five or six months out from when yeah. they were doing. So it's not inconceivable that it was planned to come out a little earlier. Oh, it'd be more the, like, yeah, like the same coming time out less. around yeah, like a, issue like a seven or eight. Yeah. yeah. When it would have been like a little bit more of a, oh, here's one side of the story. Here's the other side of the story. Um, not that, not that you need it either way. Like it, yeah. it works just fine. And I think, I, I think the Legion story made it pretty explicit that the Derlin became oh, R.J. Yeah. Brand. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Although they do make explicit that he becomes R.J. Brand, they just don't make it as explicit that he was the Derlin. The Derlin, from, yeah. From Legion, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? I mean, we see him, say. and it's the same dude, but yeah. Because they also um, don't have even like the little bit here of showing Phase switching with him. We don't get that there. Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't remember, though. Had in the Legion book, had they shown, and I could be misremembering, but RJ lost his shape-changing abilities, right? Yeah, he lost it. He took the form. Yeah, he goes back to Durla first and gets stuck there, and that's where he has Reap. And then he goes back to Earth, and by that point he's sick and... It's stuck. I kind of took this whole thing of him changing as kind of a, I mean, it might have just been an artistic, not realizing that he had it, but I kind of yeah. took it as like an artistic license that in his head, he was still that Durlin, even right. though maybe in actuality, if someone was actually there watching him write, it was just RJ Brand writing the whole time. There's no shape changing happening. But it's yeah, kind of right. like a, a symbolic thing. For sure. For sure. Because I was yeah. thinking he had lost his powers by this point. But and again, it's not a big deal. Like it's total nitpick, yeah. and it's it's easy easy to justify it as as the way he sees himself in his head is the green tentacled creepy thing. But the way other people see him is the way he actually is because that's his physical form. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Either yeah, way. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Um. He says, you'd have known what to do, Derlin, as they were back to docks at the headstone. Um, You'd have made sure I take the right path. I don't have the heart for this. It just isn't worth fighting anymore. The price Legion demands isn't worth paying. And he continues to beat on that that headstone. He says, damn you, Derlin, for running out on me like that. And damn you, Larissa, for dying. Damn, 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 the both of you. Oh, he's going full Esther roll. <laughs> damn, damn, damn. Um, and he's laying, laying against the headstone and then Vril Docks? What? And it turns out it's Lady Quark. 
He says, you, what the hell do you mean sneaking up on me like that? Get out of here. And she says, I regret what happened to Larissa Mallor. I don't need your sympathy. It is not sympathy I offer, but advice, and that you surely do need. Why else were you pounding that stone and crying for your poor lost Derlin? You listen to me, you. No, you listen to me. I know something of loss. My family, my people, my empire, and my world all were ripped from me. I am alone in an alien universe, and yet I fight on. And why? Because I know my own worth, because I know that the flame that burns inside, the flame that drives me, is worth any amount of pain to keep alight. And he's kind of... Um, she says, you could be a great man, Vildox. You have the genius, you have the talent. In Legion, you have the strength. Your answer is simple. You need them as they need you. Admit that to, admit that to yourself, and you may ba- yet become that great man. Deny it, and you can t- condemn yourself forever to failure. And she walks off. And we go to the uh, to the bar that they're all in. And it's, uh, you say, Garv, uh, says Lobo, arm wrestling, no rules. Winner gets to rip the loser's face off. Uh, this is a wake, Lobo. <laughs> uh, sir, this is a Wendy's. This is um, his wake behavior. He's on good behavior. Yeah, yeah. He says, and then, um, yeah, we say, uh, we hear uh, someone else saying, Always stood up to Commander Dox. If she thought he was wrong, she wasn't afraid of him. He'll be all over us without uh, without her as protection. And um, then Strata says, he was so cold, like he didn't even care Larissa was dead. I don't mean to be rude, says FaZe, but well, Dox doesn't seem to have normal emotions. <laughs> yeah. I'm not so sure he was protecting a cold front, says Telepath, but you don't have to read minds to know that inside he was seething. Captain Comet says, from everything I've heard, Ms. Mallor was the linchpin of the of Legion. She held the whole thing together. It wouldn't <laughs> surprise me if he was thinking about closing the show down. And Stratus says, disband Legion, but he couldn't. And um, and Faye says, surely not even Docs. And then the call comes over the PA. Attention, all Legion members. This is Commander Docs. I have important news. Assemble in the main briefing hall. Important, says Faze, and Stratus says, but he can't. And uh, in they go to the uh, assembly room there, and he says, I will not try to hide it from you. The loss of Larissa Mallor is a severe blow to all of Legion's hopes and abilities. So severe that I've thought of disbanding this organization. Damn, here it comes. But then I reminded myself. Legion was founded on a dream, a dream of justice for all. That dream, whether we like it or not, is bigger than any one of us can ever be. Larissa may be gone, and he does the old uh, curtain thing where he, where he pulls the curtain down, and uh, there's a big um, uh, image of, uh, of Larissa. He says, but Legion will never forget her. To her name, to her honor, I dedicate our next task bringing the Kundian Empire to its knees. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> that's uh, that's just where a, we end. Just a small little, yeah. a small little task. <laughs> so there we go. So, um, yeah, galvanized by all of this. Um, it, and I think it's given us some interesting insight to, to Docs, you know, because we didn't know much of him before this. And... Um, it, it makes him a little bit more sympathetic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We've seen glimpses, but this, yeah, this, yeah. 
gave us a whole lot more insight. And I think it's something that um, current writers, when they use docs, forget. Like, we just get to see them as the cranky, manipulative creep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they, like, at least recently, right, we haven't seen anyone kind of dig beneath the surface and and show us why he's that way. Um, Or show us hints that he was ever any other way. You know what I mean? Like, even, not that we see him a whole lot. Like, he's shown up a tiny bit in death metal. Yeah. Oh, really? Just an appearance here, like a a panel here or there. Um, Nothing nothing to write home about. Um, And I feel like he showed up... um, in what came after death metal but before that justice league story um Hmm. no escape no borders no something or other it was like a little mini series like a four issue mini series that was kind of setting up justice league justice league dark and justice league out in space with dark side and starfire and that anyway no justice no justice. I I feel like he showed up in there too. Briefly, just as a cranky old crank. <laughs> I mean, I'm looking at it right now at the cover. It does have Lobo, so Yeah. I feel I don't know. I feel like he's shown up. Even like in the Rebels series that came out however many years ago. Like oh. with the newer Rebels, like the one that came the out? The newer like, Rebels, yeah, I think Rebels. Came out, like when the three boot was out? Yeah, like there they showed Docs and he was a cranky monster, but they didn't show, I don't remember them giving any like insight into why he was cranky. Hmm. It's just taken that that's his, it's just taken as that's that's his personality, that's his, that's who he is, he's a monster. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He's, he's a bit sure. of a monster, but a monster. Well, try- he is, but he's kind yeah. of like in the vein of like Amanda Waller. Yes. Yeah, very much, yeah. Any means necessary sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, that, that's actually a, a, a great example. <clears throat> I guess we were kind of... You know, we were we were kind of into characters like that at the time, really. I mean, there was a, there was quite a few. Um, well, the, he's like a precursor to a lot of things, like Cable, especially uh, the Cable. That, that's that's where I was going next. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, yeah especially that yeah. earlier version of Cable, which was you know he'll like I'm gonna burn down to save this whole village. I'm gonna burn it all down and kill everybody. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that'll save them. Right. Crazy. But yeah, cool. So some, some neat, uh, some neat artwork throughout. Uh, you know, I love the fern stuff as well, and it, it actually isn't too jarring uh, when you transition from that to the uh, the the Rich, Richard Pierce Rayner. But but there is something special about that Rayner art. It's really nice. Mm-hmm. It's <laughs> so beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was and, a twisted story. Yeah, and now Kim DeMolder, um, I wasn't as uh, familiar with, um, but but. I seem to remember DeMolder maybe working on um, um, like maybe working on some Spectre stuff or like as, as an inker. 
with um but I, I, I'm, I may be remembering incorrectly i'm just actually taking a quick look here but um so some world finest some batman some um yeah um so yeah oh started working in the very in the early 80s on uh titles like world fine world's finest and and batman and um and according to the marvel wikia um, so obviously a lot of um, oh no that just basically takes me to the same thing. All right, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, the but, name uh, does sound familiar, like uh, in terms of like Swamp Thing or oh, you know what that that sounds right. You know that man that would make sense, and um, and maybe um, yeah, like maybe during the. Uh, uh, the brief Morrison, maybe, maybe, and and Miller era, like, you know, I'm gonna, I, I, I if only I now had, to, if only could, there was a way, <laughs> yeah, so if only there was some sort of machine that tells us stuff, um, and um, and if only there was a yeah, enough Wi-Fi to really make stuff move through. Um, <laughs> no, that's not going to happen. Yeah, not going to happen. Um, see, if this were... Um, oh, here we go. Issue checklist via a credit search for name Kim DeMulder. And... Um, but yeah, like, I think I think you're right. Like, some, some, uh, some Vertigo stuff, and I... Th- don't know if this is is this uh, ordered in year? Yes, it is. Oh yeah. my goodness! Apparently, uh, a teacher at the uh, Joe Cuba School. Mm. Yeah, I, I can see that. Um, oh yeah, so like some Sergeant Rock and uh, um, some Superboy, uh, some Superboy uh, issue number four, which would be the Astrolad uh, story. There's my. Uh, um, oh. I'm, I'm looking up on here. I see I see some books by Kim DeMolder. It says Swamp Thing, Volume Three, Trial by Fire, book by Mark Miller. There we go. There wow, we are. That was a deep pull. Um, but yeah, a bit of it. Uh, you know, like all kinds of stuff. Ghosts. Um, uh, you know, Batman. DC Comics presents issue number twenty six, which is of course the um, uh, the issue that. Um, But I don't know where that would be. No, see, that makes no sense. <laughs> uh, who knows? Kim DeMulder has worked on a lot of things, and I wish, I wish Comic Book DB was still around so that we could actually. Ah, oh, okay. I apologize. I was wrong. Um, uh, ink, uh, uh, he inked um, uh, Jose Delbo on the "Whatever Happened to Sargon the Sorcerer" story. Um, because there was more than just uh, two stories in that in DC Comics Presents number uh, uh, um, uh, number twenty six. It had the awesome Starlin uh, Green Lantern um, uh, team up, and of course the uh, the eight page preview of um, or the six, whatever how many however many pages they did as a preview of uh, New Teen Titans, and of course whatever happened to um, Sargon the Sorcerer. And uh, but yeah, lots and lots of, uh, of 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 different stuff out there, um, and um, yeah, you, you you know you can't uh, um, swing a um, uh, you know but but a name that we all saw a lot. So 
Some yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. There you cool. go. Cool. Alrighty, that brings us to the end of this issue. Next issue, the coons. Yeah. Yep. Get them. Uh-huh. All right, let's see how that goes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because after everything's been going on, I'm waiting for one of these things to go disastrously. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think I'm. I think we're clear. Oh wait, um, there Feedback? might be. There might be some. Let me just check the uh, the sites because. Um, Sometimes, sometimes the notification, the email notifications don't come through. And, what? Uh, I know. You're uh, kidding. Uh, no. Yeah. Say it isn't so. Um, yeah, the uh, the WordPress has been um, on my list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know it's been misbehaving the last couple of days. Yeah, exactly. So, mm, Herm. Um, no, I think we did get everything. So we okay. Are- we are clear. Yeah. All right. So there we go. All righty then. That is it. No so feedback. It, you can just. You can just. You can change that though. You have the singular ability to change <laughs> a lack of feedback by sending us a message to Legion of Substitute Podcasters at gmail.com. Uh, or you can uh, head over to Legion of Substitute Podcasters.com and comment on this or any of the uh, other LEGION episodes. So. There you go. It falls to you. Um, yes, L-E-G-I-O-N P-O-D cast needs you. I'm, point, <laughs> I'm pointing at you like Doc's on that first issue cover. And, and if you think we're talking to you, yes, we are talking yes, to you specifically. We mean you. Not everyone That's else. Right. Just, yeah. not, just not, you. Not, the, not the general you, you specifically. So there you go. <laughs> Perfect. You got homework. All righty. <laughs> Wonderful. We will see everybody next W-E-E-K. H-A-S-T-A-L-U-E-G-O. <laughs> V-A-B-E-N-E-C-I-A-O. So much spelling. 